I don't think you necessarily need to have a every building looking objectively good, but they need to go together. Oh my gosh! Yeah, frick. Yeah. They yes. um, yeah. So like, the thing that's prompted me, and not to get into politics, is Jacinda Ardern and the housing projects. <laughs> She's not housing projects. That sounds like something completely completely different. <laughs> Not to get into politics, but let me just bring up the prime minister of the country. Well, she's doing a really good thing. She's making houses for people that need houses, right? Yeah. But they look crap. Yeah, dude. Ah, oh, man. And yeah, it makes yeah, me yeah. sad because it's, it's, yeah, it's supplying a need. But now we've got these buildings that are going to be there for a very long time. They're not gonna. They're not just gonna say in like twenty years time. Oh, let's just knock these down, and build a new, build better looking yeah. ones. These are gonna be there for decades, and yeah. they look subpar. Well, that's why I love cities, like certain cities. Like when I was walking through Toronto, there was like this awesome street and everything looked really cool and everything was cohesive. Mm -hmm. And like New York City, holy moly, everything was cohesive. And then I'm like, Auckland. I guess it's becoming more cohesive because of all the cranes and crap. Yeah. It's looking like it's just under construction. That's yeah. the aesthetic. <laughs> yeah. So it's good. At least everything is like that. Orange cones and everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So it's like... Man, yeah. buildings are so cool. Yeah, but how they look are really important. And like, yeah. like the thing is, is like you've got really old churches or just even really old buildings. It's not even churches. Yeah. It's like, and the buildings look good. It's like yeah. all these little bits, see these little finishing touches, yeah. like brickwork that makes an arch around the window. Mm. It's like that never happens anymore because it's expensive and hard to do. Yeah. And little little um, frills on the on like people's porches and stuff like that. And like, actually, I did see a, a modern house in uh, Parnell in uh, Auckland. And they did a, they've done, like, a modern version of, you know, when they have, like, uh, over a window, they have just, like, a little bit a little that comes sill? out. Like, a little sill, but yeah. above it. Yeah. They did a modern version of it. I was like, actually, that looks really good. It's like and a window modern. visor. Yeah, like a window visor. Do you know what I really love about buildings? What? That I, like, um, you know, like, A-frame like roofs right but like not i'm doing hand gestures not like super like narrow okay and tall but like kind of like fat and wide oh okay and they're just kind of like it's like i could be tall but i'm not so I'm that's still how you feel is it? yeah well because it's my personality <laughs> and then they're just cute and they're just yeah. nice there's so many of them and i think to be honest i love hamilton Oh yeah. Look, Hamilton Diocese, I love you so much. Okay. But like sometimes this, there's the city. There's not a lot, you know. But what I'm loving is finding these little nooks and crannies. Yeah, but they're actually like buildings that I like. So mm. that street that we were walking through, Love Grove Lane, uh -huh. they have like a whole line of these A-frame, fat A-frame buildings. PH fat. Next to each other, and I'm like, this is where I'm at. I want to be here all the That's time. Cool. That's cool. Because it's just you know. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that would get you going. Yeah. The whole... <laughs> Aesthetics. You, oh, hey, you, you know what? You should you should go into design. You should go and be a designer. Like a city planner, remember? City planner. I know. Oh my gosh, you'd be so good at that. Maybe interior designer. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, uh, welcome to the podcast. I'm He Brews and she's... And this is She Bears. I'm a She Bear. She and this is She Bears and He Brews. Yes. With Shana and Dom. I'm not going to tell you who's who. You can wait that out yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll, let's let's share a bit of our testimony. Okay. Like, how long have you been a Catholic? Oh, right. Um, I've been a Catholic all my life. Um, so I was baptized as a baby. Till now. Till now. Till this very day. 
And so like, how is your relationship with God like very through those times? Um, I didn't really, oh, well, I had a very childlike faith growing up, but I kind of, I don't know, I would pray every night mm-hmm. and yeah, I knew God existed. Like I didn't think I didn't think God existed, mm-hmm. but then it wasn't until youth group that like, is that YFC? Mm. Oh yeah. YFC. Youth for Christ, shout out Youth for Christ. Um, yeah. That I was like, oh, like he's not just some guy in the sky. Oh really? Yeah, he's a guy. My heart. No, it's okay. He's a. <laughs> he just wants a relationship with me and stuff like okay. that. Okay. Yeah, and so when I was probably sixteen, till now, eleven years. All right, so like eleven years, you've kind of been more on fire with it. Mm. Okay, cool, 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 what cool. What about cool, you? Cool. Well, I converted from complete indifference slash agnosticism slash Anglicanism, because what's the difference really? Um, to <laughs> hot, hot take, hot take. <laughs> uh, to, uh, to Catholicism when I was 22. Um, and so I had uh, next to no, th- no faith mm. until then. Uh, and then I realized that God existed because I actually experienced people believing in God. Mm. Like being English, we have a very Christian culture. Mm. So even non-Christians are more Christian than non-Christians. What? Anyway. Say that again, sir. Even non-Christians are more Christian than atheists, let's say. Right. Like people who are strictly atheists. Like I don't believe them. Even the atheists have Christian values because mm. it's so ingrained in the culture. Sure. Even, well, less so as, as culture continues because, you know. Have you read Lord of the Rings? Have you, have you read Lord of the Rings? You haven't. You should. No. Nah, nah, I haven't read. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> That's Hayden in the background. Yeah. yeah. Hi. Hey, DJ Haygray. DJ Haygray. Hey, Have DJ you read Lord Haygray? of the Rings? No. Okay. Well, because in Lord of the Rings, there is at, at the end, spoiler alert, it ends. Um, they talk about how... Um, I, don't want, I don't want to spoil it. I'm not Dude, I don't it. know how... Like, I mean, it's fine. Basically, every generation kind of becomes a little bit less. And that's what's happened with Christianity in the UK. It's like, right. even though people yeah. weren't Christian. So like people like uh, Florence Nightingale, uh, she wasn't like particularly Christian, but like all her val- values were very Christian because she was brought up as a Christian in a Christian country. Mm. Uh, but nowadays people still have some Christian values, but not so much. So I kind of had that upbringing. The of idea the of Christian, lack of Christian. The idea of Christian values. Yeah. Take the Christ out of Christianity almost. Yeah. Uh, didn't really believe in God, but I did believe in nothing. <laughs> it's a lonely existence anyway um so i came to know god by um experiencing other people that believed in god and that's why it's super important to live your faith to actually be active in your faith and to uh you know don't you don't need to be on a soapbox in like a park yelling the gospel at people or anything but you do need to do practices and this is why catholicism kick ass or um but yeah and i'll get into that in a bit but yeah so basically i was in privaskol bangor which is uh welsh yeah multilingual this podcast we've got basaya english french chinese welsh anyo korean keep going anyway um privaskol bangor which is welsh for university of bangor yeah and uh we uh there um i was studying religious studies because obviously not believing in god that's where you go that's a whole other story 
And then I, but on that course, obviously I, I was, there was 30 people on the course and I was one of two people that weren't Christian. So I surrounded and they were, so like I hung out with these people, became friends with them and then they prayed and I just let them. And we had long debates about, you know, the existence, the existence of God well into the early hours of the morning and what have you. Uh, and that was like, I experienced that and that was kind of led me to conversion because mm. people were living their faith. So that's how I came to know God. But like, again, like I suppose, as you were saying, your faith started off like a childish faith and then. Yeah, I think for me, knowing God, it was through my parents. Yeah. Um, but they were, I mean, because Philippines is like a pretty culturally Catholic country. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is pretty important, even though like my parents aren't practicing per se and mm-hmm. like the way right. we do, um, but they were like really instrumental in my faith. So like. I remember we had like little tapes and stuff and I would listen to them and they'd be teaching me how to pray. Um, yeah, and then we'd have like little angel ornaments around the house and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and I remember praying the Angelus with my mom and the rosary and like before mm. we would go on like trips, we would pray like, I don't know, like a, a trip prayer. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it wasn't like, I think my dad told me like, hey, like before you go to sleep, you should like pray. Yeah. So that's like, I think, I don't know how old I was. Maybe I was five or six. <clears throat> and so I started doing that every night. Um, maybe five because I think my mom was pregnant at the time and I really wanted a sister because I had two brothers and I was like, I can't deal with this. <laughs> I really want some female energy in this house. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Because you're... You've got three women in your house. Yeah, three women in my house right now. Your wife, my goddaughter, yeah. and your amazing flatmate that... Yeah. You know? Mariana. Mariana. Italian She's name. out here in these <laughs> streets. more Italian just then. Mariana. Who's oh, well. reading French Confessions by Augustine. Yeah. French Confessions. I mean, if I could, I would. <laughs> yes. Travail. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so I would pray, and every night I'd be like, God, thank you for the day. Can I please have a sister? That was my prayer for like a year and I got a sister. Boom. And then I tell my sister all power the time, prayer, I'm like, look, you're, you wouldn't have been here without me. Yeah, you would have been a boy. If she pisses me off, I'm like, yeah, you wouldn't have been here if it wasn't for my prayers. She's like, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's <laughs> um, my crystals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, oh, oh, it's hot take. Hot take. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I think it kind of grew from there. I think I started to come to know God through people as well. Mm-hmm. But also I came to know God through the lack of God, if that makes any sense. Not at all. So, I don't know. Do you come to know God if you start seeking? You know, like, because I think I was in high school mm-hmm. and I started watching Oprah. Shout out Oprah. And she's like all up in this new age stuff, you know what I mean? Um, and she was reading Eckhart Tolle, which I do not recommend everybody Eckhart Tolle is not Eckhart the way, Tolle. but that was the way that God used me and my stupidity. I was like, this is the truth. It was like new age. Right. And I remember going to mass and it was quite symbolic because in my church, it's like the altar and then it's like side kind of like seats, whatever. And the PowerPoint was here. I think we might've, yeah. So me and my friend were just looking at the PowerPoint, not actually facing the altar. Everyone's facing the altar. Mm. And I remember like, having my back to the altar, reading the creed after watching Oprah and reading Eckhart Tolle and reading the creed. And I was like, this what isn't kind of true. Was this? 
No, it was just, I don't know. It was just like Oprah MS. Eckhart Tolle. No. <laughs> Oprah and Eckhart Tolle was like the week before this. Oh, mess. okay. So you're reading the Creed. And I'm reading the Creed and I'm like, this isn't true. This is so not true. And I got so mad. Oh, yeah. And also I was surrounded by really on fire Catholics, not uh, literally on yeah. fire. Fire department. Fire department, yeah. And they had just come from like a Youth for Christ event. And they were like, we're going to start a camp. Do you want to help? And I'm like, no, this God stuff isn't real. Or this Jesus stuff isn't real. Mm. And they were just really pissing me off. Every, like, it was just kind of like I was at an RE class with an awesome RE teacher with friends who had just come from this conference. And they were mm. talking about God all the time. I was getting really challenged. I went to this mass. I was reading in Cartoli and both of them just did not match. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, well, if you can't beat him, I guess got to join them. So I, I took a chance and I oh. served at this camp. And then after that camp, I was like, I'm fire. Yeah. The Holy Spirit fire. Holy Spirit fire. Which mm. is, yeah. Mm. Won't consume you. Random well, thought. Yes. If your house is on fire, why would you get a, a fire truck to come there? Sure. You'd want a water truck. Yeah. Hashtag shower thoughts. Yeah, um, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So yeah, you're, so thanks to camps. So thanks camps to do camps. Work. Thanks to people uh-huh. on fire. <laughs> thanks to great teachers, uh-huh. actually. Thanks to parents. So people. Just people. Yeah, I guess people is the way that, you know, led me into... Yeah, because I'm an extrovert, so I love people. I need people. I love people. I'm introverted. Yeah, you, you love people, but I need people. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. I need people. Hey, uh, second episode, we're going to talk about how we actually need people. So, yeah, I guess, yeah, people kind of led me to knowing God, but I guess, uh, so this is all very interesting. This is how Shana and I have come to know God, <laughs> but like, you know, what's that, you know? Got to do so me. Now, so now we, everyone's going to get to know your family and they've got to go to the camp that you went to and they've got to meet the people I met. And it's like, no, that's not true at all. Because I think, and like I said, the kick-ass thing about being Catholic and why, the reason, like people is the way that people get to Jesus because mm. Jesus came to us as a person, right? Ooh, Ooh boys! Ooh. That was is so it this? good. Is oh. it this? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, I just the thing about side note. The other day, <laughs> I was with Uncle Josh, and we went to mass, cool. and we were talking to our friend Lena, who is uh, leaning on the edge of not being Catholic, and uh, but she still uh. goes to mass. She's, she's doing her own journey. She's doing her own thing. Mm. God's working with her in her way. But she doesn't like Catholicism. Mm. <laughs> I shouted at her. <laughs> <laughs> I shouted at her because uh, she claimed that Catholics don't know what goes on in the Mass. So she said, you don't, you, you don't know what goes on in the Mass. And I was like, no, you don't know what's going on in the Mass. And I just carried on a tirade. And she was like, oh. <laughs> but I didn't scare her away. Because she said, she said, wow, I've never experienced anyone so passionate about catholicism wow which made me sad because she'd experienced a lot of catholics like she goes to mass every day with a priest there and she never experienced anybody talk about catholicism passionately man so this is why we need to be passionate yeah Uh, i guess that's why you know experts kick ass uh, because we express everything if it happens here or here it goes out here whereas you guys just think about it and you uh, make pretty designs like blessed is she yeah, but how many people have <coughs> gotten to God through Blessed Is She, Dom? A lot. 
Yeah, I'm not saying. I'm, I'm not, not saying I'm blessed, but like. Hey, but you, uh, you started blessed is she, right? I didn't start blessed is she. <laughs> Do you get those loud notes then? I <laughs> might have posted every single day for a year, and people thought I was like working for them. Everyone, just, like, people message me like, "Are you? Is this your blog?" And yeah, I'm yeah. like, "I wish." <laughs> Do you not see it says written by at the bottom? <laughs> yeah. But, anyway. Sorry. So the reason why we should, uh, you know, be like practice our faith and like why Catholic Catholicism is awesome is because we can come to know God by practicing our faith and by practicing our faith, we can get help other com- people come to know God. Mm. And so like I gave this talk for SFC. Upgrade Singles from for what, Christ. Is that what it is? So I thought it was someone for Christ. Something for Christ. <laughs> Something. Uh, salad matter for Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they wanted me to give a talk on who is who is Christ, and I think a big thing for me, and one thing that I'm, it's been my journey for the whole of Catholicism really is not being Catholic in the sense of just practicing, but in in the sense of knowing Jesus as He came to, to meet us, and like so, there's like these kind of fundamental aspects of the faith is like why is catholicism do anything and um why is catholicism a thing because i de- definitely viewed us from the outside as like no it's just an institution organized religion i'm spiritual not religious that's a whole other podcast man there's a hot take i burn this house down that's how hot that take is i hate i hate that's, that whole concept because <laughs> it's wrong actually i had a hot take on my twitter what was it uh religion leads to spirituality yeah something like that yeah it was you ain't got no spirituality without religion i'm gonna stop otherwise i'm gonna burn the house down anyway <laughs> so what i was talking about was how we can get to know christ through catholic practices things that we do without thinking like like going to mass praying the rosary the angelus like not and we don't need to be a theologian for in order to do so mm. and something that's like so I've always felt this way because like, you know, Catholicism didn't start with um, a book by a theologian. It started by a life lived mm. in Jesus Christ. And then Jesus Christ formed this group of 12 people by living with them and, and, and revealing to them the truths of the world. And then they went and lived that life, which created documents and letters and books and gospels and this and that and the other Mm. uh, alongside the revelation that came before through Moses and the prophets in the Old Testament. Um, And there we've got the Bible and there's the book. But that was like ages later after Mm. Jesus. So it's like, so how did Christianity, which is what we now call Catholicism, how did that come about? Um before theologians and it's the early church fathers and we have their writing which is pretty kick-ass and so um my whole thing is like how can we get to know god and so i just focused on the rosary in fact the, the joyful mysteries and it's like so who is jesus mm. how can you come to know jesus without reading you know saint thomas aquinas uh without reading um eckhart tolle no i'm joking uh, <laughs> just don't <laughs> just don't just don't <laughs> Without reading like Tolkien, C.S. Lewis, yeah. all these big thinkers and, and such like. And 
all we need to do is just pay attention. Just open mm. your eyes to, to what's in front of you. Because we like we look at like for example the um, the first joyful mystery. We have the Annunciation. So, what happens in that scene? We've got a, a girl that's in her teens, and an angel comes to her and says, uh, "You're gonna have a baby." Cash. And she goes, okay, uh, this, this is a brief, brief, brief <laughs> overview. Uh, this is, none of these are direct quotes. Um, so just, just from that scene, what can we deduce? So what is an angel? An angel is pure spirit mm. that comes, that is essentially an extension of God. Like in the same way that we all like exist purely because of God, angels do so in a more intense way, I guess. Um, and they only they only do things through God. Mm. So angels, in a sense, aren't their own essence, but they are they are a little bit of God delivering a message that God has in mm. mind yeah. for that person. And um, so an angel comes to this person. So who the heck's this person that God would come to them? And talk to him. Well, it's Mary. So she's pretty impressive. And there you've got the whole of Mary, Mariology, you know, mm. the theology around Mary all comes from that one instance. Mm. So we, we know she's important because a being from the spiritual realm broke into our realm of material things in order to communicate something from the creator of the universe. Mm. And we haven't even got past the second line. Mm. Then she becomes pregnant through God's intention. And that's Jesus. So who, who is this person? Well, we all know, you know, a bit of biology, right? How babies are made, takes chromosomes from one person, another person. So half of Jesus, is divine whole of jesus is divine well i mean yeah we're just we're just what we can see from this like if we're looking right, at purely right, bio right, biological speaking like jesus's dad is god but yeah you're right 100 percent human 100 percent uh divine 200 percent 200 percent all these like people I mean, like i'm a theologian <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know how that works in like maths and stuff, but anyway. So yeah, we've we've got we've got this baby, which is a divine infusion of, in that is enfleshed. Mm. You know, the, you know, um, the word made flesh. Mm. It was kind of spoken into being, accepted by Mary. So who is Jesus? The man. Yeah, the God man. The God man, <laughs> and so like just mulling over these things. This is how this is how the early church began. This is how we we've come to this point of Catholicism. Why we have the Mass, why we have the Rosary, why we have the Scriptures, is because some you know um, somebody experienced Mary, heard the stories of Jesus's youth, uh, walked around with Jesus. 
and experienced the miracles and his teaching and they took it in what he said and then they sat and thought about it and say what are the consequences of my life of this to my life and that's how we get teachings mm. that's how we get the the you know um the letters of the corinthians by paul and that's how we get you know the the early church fathers so the first the earliest church father we have saint clement of rome he also wrote to the corinthians and that those things those those letters apparently are like founding documents to most theology nowadays um but again he didn't have a theologian to refer to he wasn't a theologian saint clement of rome mm. so how can we know god by living our faith by thinking about our faith mm. not as a theologian not by having quotes from thomas aquinas or from i can't think of any other theologians right now we don't we didn't have these like people that were like even trained as theologians or trained by theologians. We just had people. And this is the cool story. It's like, so Jesus came down, mm. he had the disciples, he was crucified. And then those disciples taught somebody who taught somebody else. Catholicism and how to know God is, is, is a life lived. Mm. And we, we have the lives of the saints and the early church fathers. And it's something that's handed down. Yeah. It's not just something that is um, read about and like learned. Like studied, kind of like. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, by yeah, all yeah. means, study. Yeah, yeah, By yeah, all yeah, means, yeah. study. But like, I because I, I find so many times in the Catholic world, mainly online, uh, people just throwing out quotes. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but do you know what that means? Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Like, or <clears> like, they, might, they may even know what it means, but in order for them to, for you to get them to say what it means, you have to push and push and push because mm. they're so focused on the words that are written down. Mm. And so, like, I mean, I guess my my kind of message and my um, prayer for all people that may be listening to this or all people that are searching is, like, don't worry about it. Like, we need, in the same way that you get to know your best friend, you get to know Jesus. And the only way you do that is by spending time with him in your thoughts, in your prayers and with your time. So like, you know, going to mass, going to adoration, praying the rosary, but like doing those things intentionally, living a life intentionally. So I'm thinking like there's two people, right? Two types of people in this kind of message that you're saying. So one are the people that are seeking, right? Like people who may have been like, oh man, I don't know. Like, I want to get to know my faith. I mm -hmm. want to get to know Christ. So you're saying to them to just get amongst the faith, going to mass, praying the rosary, having an active prayer life, maybe going mm -hmm. and talking to people. Don't, it's not like a, a class <laughs> that you take. It's not, I mean, you can read confessions can in classes, French. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, you can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I but, can't. Yeah, I know. Me too. Um, and then you've got the people who have this faith, who might not be, well, might need to hear that it's actually really, really important to be passionate about their faith because that's how other people who are seeking will get to Christ because as we've ascertained, people are really important in this journey. Mm. And so it's like for y'all, you guys also need to do the same thing get mm. going to mass the sacraments yeah pray well, i think like we don't need to read what thomas aquinas said but we need to read about who he was yeah it's about because the theology life. that he wrote mm. was the result of him seeking god 
Yeah, and that's like confessions as well. Like, so I'm reading and kind of halfway. And it's literally like, I'm learning so much about the faith, but it's because he's just telling his story. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is actually being like, God, I love you so much. That's all he says. It's like three quarters of that book is him praising God. Uh, maybe an eighth of it is like him talking about his mum crying all the time. And then <laughs> literally like a 16th is like telling like just actual details, yeah, but yeah. nothing else. Like, I don't know what it's like in French, but it's that's how it is in English. But like, you know, I'm, but I'm learning all these like little things. I'm like, wow, um, I can't think of it in my head, but you know, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. And that's that's the point we need to, to take out of this. And it's like, I mean, I think if if you are going to do th- do the theological thing and do the theology because like some people have the mind for it and like Mm. definitely you need to be reading theology if that's your thing i can't retain anything (laughs) which is really bad for my degree uh (laughs) but uh i yeah i i've read books and then i've read them again i was like have i read this you know Mm. i've got vague concepts but did i get it from this book anyway and uh, then i get people that are like oh yeah page uh, 32 chapter 17 (laughs) sentence six like halfway through it says these words and uh yeah yeah i'm just it's not i can't do that and it really gosh man if i'm if i could just know everything in books that'd be so cool but yeah. I, I guess i don't need to it's not my journey god doesn't want me to know stuff but <laughs> well, he wants you to See? know him you don't not everyone needs education wow hot take <laughs> hot take yeah so um yeah bringing it back to you know knowing god is about knowing people even when it comes to theologians, it's not about what they wrote, but who they were. Because like the thing that I've like, I've learned most about Thomas Aquinas is his love for the Eucharist wow. through stories about how he acted around the Eucharist, and that's helped me in my journey in Mass and praising from the Eucharist. And like he, the like the, the the one of one of the stories is uh, he wrote his he wrote this whole thing about the um, about the Eucharist. I can't remember what it's called, but he wrote this whole document on it and he took him forever. And when he finished it, he laid it before the altar and he said, is this, is this good enough Lord? And, um, then he, 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 he like God revealed to him the truth of it all. And he says, it's all dust. It's like, that's, that's some of the finest work ever written on the Eucharist. And it's just, and basically it's, it's crap, <laughs> yeah. you know, in, in reality too. And so like, it's good to know, but like, if you don't know it, if you don't know the words that were written, you don't know the theological terminology and all that, um, it doesn't matter. You can still um, have as deep a relationship, if not deeper. I don't know if you can have a deeper relationship than Thomas Aquinas did with the Eucharist, but without knowing that stuff, because it's not about theology it's about um it's about paying attention and living intentionally um when you go to mass it's like why do we do the sign of peace when we do the sign of peace why do we kneel at this point Mm. why do we stand at this point Mm. pay attention to what the priest is saying listen to the words he says and then why why would that result in me kneeling down Mm. what's the impact of what's happening on the altar right now and then all of a sudden it makes sense. And you're not just kneeling because everyone else is kneeling. You're kneeling because Jesus is present on the altar. Mm. You're not just doing the sign of peace because this is the point where we get to hug the people next to us. 
You're doing it because you've just received from God. Peace. Peace. And now the natural reaction from receiving peace is to give, give it away. Peace. Well, I guess it makes sense, right? I think as you're talking, I'm like, I'm like, well, you're, you're saying like, ah, it doesn't matter if you don't know the stuff and blah, 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 blah. But we're talking about knowing God. And so I was... I was listening to you, but I was also having this other thought process in Whatever. my head about <laughs> like, what does it mean to know God then if it's not knowledge? But then I'm like, oh, God's a person. Yeah, he's a person. Well, but he's like, also not a person. Yeah, well, Christ is a person, but also I, he's also yeah, God. Ah, man, I two hundred percent. All these theol. Yeah, you guys, if I'm saying anything heretical, please. Yeah, please leave in the comments. Please be gentle <laughs> with me and whatever. But like, we're not. You know, God isn't an idea. Mm-hmm. So it, we, it makes sense that we don't approach it like an idea. You mm. know, like yeah, 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 yeah. And theology yeah. isn't an abstraction. It's a, it's a product of prayer. Ooh, you know, it's. I like that. Yeah, well, it's, it's very good. That's why. Um, <laughs> we're so hip. We're so down with the kids. So. Um, Theology is both like really cool and awesome, but it's completely necessary. Is that a hot take? I guess so. Well, no. Is it unnecessary if the whole point is to know God and if it's the fruit of prayer? It's not unnecessary. Yeah, it's unnecessary. It's not bad. But it's like if you don't know slash can't read it, you can still get to heaven. And after all, isn't that what we're trying to do? It might help you know God, Shoot. but it also might stop you from knowing God. Ooh. Now let us know what you think. I'm not sure. Did you hear what I'm you I'm sure. Put him on spot. What comes to mind is the whole thing of like, um, the more you know somebody, the more you love them. And the more you love somebody, the more you want to get to know them. That mm. kind of like... Yeah, yeah, almost yeah. like thing feeding into itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, is is theology just a really fancy way of saying like, I don't know, like getting to know somebody? Yeah. Well, the like, thing is, is theology isn't fancy at all. It's just we have this perception of it being fa- fancy because it's in degree format now. What do I mean? What he means, like, think is that it's like, I guess it depends on how you define theology. Is theology just a word to mean like that means just getting to know God? Yeah, so yeah. That's that's what all it the, means, that's all theology is. Then it's necessary. Oh, I see. Do you know what mm. I mean? Uh, so getting to know God is essential. I you know. I guess theology because theology is the written word about God because mm. you know logos logology, mm. and and so it's not necessary for it to be written down. But it's especially it's yeah. essential for it, necessary for it to be known. Yeah, but if theology is getting to know God, yeah then it's necessary. But the way that we think theology is now, the, the yeah, degree, so, university, so I think, whatever. I think, yeah, yeah, because it's become what? academic. It's like uh, someone was talking about, um, you know, Dominican's, uh, you know, letters is OP for order of preachers. Mm. And someone was criticizing and saying, yeah, it's now become order of professors because now everyone just reads Thomas Aquinas. Mm. And so it's not about the preaching. And so what you want to do is not read Thomas Aquinas, but read the books he read. Mm. Hot take. There's so many hot takes today. Because it's spicy. What books did um, Thomas Aquinas read? Church Fathers and uh, the Bible. 
I tell you what though man when I was running Bible studies at the chaplaincy shh, I was I was on fire this is what the, the title of this podcast is going to be for real on fire I'm on fire I'm on fire I was on fire and other people were melting anyway um, because like entering into the scriptures on a Sunday I mean I was only doing the Sunday scriptures I did it for a while for every day and man I was so convicted but like um, entering into the, the scriptures and, and looking into it okay here's what here's where theology is necessary I'd say when reading the Bible I, I used um, Scott Hahn who uses typology and basically the, the idea of typology is to just so it's like it takes the the whole Bible as one story and explains the Bible in that so like you know Moses is the prefigurement of Jesus and the things that he did were prefigurement of what he of what Jesus did and so on and so forth and all of a sudden it makes sense of the whole story of salvation then also looking at the scriptures um using the historical critical method which it's a bit dodgy sometimes but uh it can it can shed a bit of light on it so using these different types of mm. theology see I'd say the historical critical method is probably theology gone bad sometimes but that's a whole other podcast. Anyway, um, because getting to, so I guess there's not, there's no, there's no wrong way of being, of getting to know God. No, 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 there's no right way of getting to know God, but there is a wrong way. So, cause there are so many different ways to, cause God is just so unconceivable. There's like thousands, like how many different religious orders are there? Cause there's so many different charisms. And uh, then, like, how many different types of theology are there? Because there's so many different angles to look at mm. the scriptures, to look at, you know, the early church fathers, to look at Jesus, to look at God. And these things are all necessary to try and explain something that's unexplainable. Um, there's not enough words in the English language, so we have to read it in French sometimes. Uh, and various other languages, Basaya, <laughs> when he's just super angry. Um, so... <laughs> um, that's when this is when theology is helpful because we can read the scriptures and go on our own journey and be completely wrong and then we lead into heresy and then we're actually going further from God. So we need someone to rein us back in and say, "Yeah, but what? You know, let's 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 look at this correctly." Mm. You know. Ooh, I have a hot take on that. Take it. Might be wrong, but um, I'm not a theologian, but this makes sense to me. Um. In my journey, right, like reading Eckhart Tolle, uh-huh. which was completely like off the, like mm-hmm. when people see it, it's like off the whole God track. But I think that was part of me actually getting to know God. I think it's more dangerous if you're not seeking and you're being really, really indifferent. So it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, you're saying there's no right way to yeah, but there's know a wrong God, way. but there's a wrong way. But then I'm like, is the wrong way of me going to Eckhart Tolle, which I guess it is, but then that was w- like how I got to know God. Mm. So, well, again, God will use whatever you do. Yeah. I suppose that the wrong way is to just do nothing. Yeah. It, yeah. But so like, I think, we're seeking the truth, right? But I think, yeah. So I think, yeah, it's either to do nothing or to stop. Yeah. And like. Which is not doing nothing. Well, yeah, but it, you started doing something. Yeah. So if you read the Bible and you're like, actually, I think it means this. Stop. So yeah. Then, then you're then you're wrong. Just keep because, like uh, uh, Pope Benedict says, you know, it's when you're reading scriptures, listen to what it says to you. That's your spiritual reading because mm. God is it's alive and God's speaking to you, and that's mm. true. 
but that's not something you preach on. Mm. Then also look at it from the historical critical method, the typological method, mm. you know, all these other different ways of looking at it, whichever one speaks to you most. Look at scriptures from a series of angles mm. and then come up with a conclusion. Yeah. Well, that's like, you know, if God is a person, if you're getting to know a person even, like that's going to take your whole life probably. It's always mm. going to be something to uncover about a person. Yeah, and you know? I think, you, you need to, but it's going to, what's the important thing is, is is taking that time. Yeah, yeah, being intentional. Like attention it, and intention. Yeah, paying attention and to being, being intentional. intentional. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, you need, because it's going to take time. Yeah. But yeah, you've got to take that time. Because yeah, like, if someone's like, um, I'm going to start reading the Bible, what do I need to do? And so, well, you need to get a Bible <laughs> and you need to start reading it. Because yeah. I mean, literally, that's the first thing I did when I, I converted to Catholicism. I was like, right, I'm Christian now. I want to know what to do, how to act. So where do mm. I go? Book of Acts. And I started reading through the Book of Acts. <laughs> so yeah, I did puns even before I knew there were puns, man. man. And I, I just read all the way through the Book of Acts, all the way to uh, Corinthians. And then, then I stopped because, you know, I was doing a degree. Um, but yeah, that convicted me. And I guess, you know, Paul's letters really spurred me on. I suppose he was kind of the, the first theologian as well, in a way. Mm. Um, and it kind of like, so theology helped, theology in the sense that Paul wrote theology, helped me know how to act. Um, mm. It also helped me know how to get, how, know how to, know how to get to know God. Mm. Um, but the thing that has made my faith so uh, strong isn't what a theologian said, but is my desire to get to know God and to pay attention to what God is saying in the things that he says in, so like in the mass, in in the scriptures. Mm. Uh, it's okay to maybe not know what's going on in the mass, like the rubrics and the liturgy and all that. Um but to know that God is there. Mm. Yep. Because I remember when I first became a Catholic, I was presented with the rosary and I was like, this makes sense. I believe in Jesus. Why are we praying to Mary? Because, mm. you know, that's what everyone thinks. Mm. And then I was like, I guess I'm Catholic now, so I have to. <laughs> and then uh, I was challenged by um, the, the, the assistant director at the community I was living in at Spec. He says, why don't you use the prayer? So I started, when we did our rosary once a week on a Tuesday, I started praying for my friends and things changed. Mm. The things I was praying for, they, they got better in. Mm. And I was like, well, I was praying for them and it helped. Mm. So this, this rosary thing is a thing, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, my journey with the rosary has been, you know, it's been up and down. It's like, then I was like, okay, then I, then I was like, okay, I've accepted it. Mm. And then uh, I always say the glorious mysteries are kind of like the journey of, the deepening of faith. Mm. So Christ is risen from the dead. First mystery, realize he exists and he's God. Mm. Okay, base level, fantastic. Jesus is God. And then you, uh, and then he ascends into heaven. You realize, oh, the, the, the gratuity of that. Mm. So like, he's not just a philosopher or a deep thinker. He ascended into heaven. So now the like Trinitarian, him and God are kind of one. It's not like God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, three gods. It's three gods in one. And then the the Holy Spirit descends and all of a sudden you have these like cool things that happen to you. Like you realize prayer is really powerful and you maybe start, you know, 
manifesting in the spirit or something, have a charismatic, this is my journey anyway. Or maybe not, you just, you have a really deep uh, moment in silence and like, oh my gosh, this is really cool. Or you have like a, an aha moment and that's the Holy Spirit working in you. Oh, cool, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think sometimes people end there because then the next step's really difficult because Mary ascends into heaven. It's like, who the heck is Mary? Why is she ascending into heaven? Because she's just a creature like wow. I am. She's just a human. And then all of a sudden, wow. like, Mary's important. Mary's important. It's like, okay, maybe Mary is important. And like, mm. even before I was Christian, I could, I could understand why Mary's important because mm. Jesus is mother. You know, that's just like, your mom's important to you, right? If someone wanted to get to know you, asking their mom would be a good idea. Mm. So it's like, you know, it's... um. It's important. It's like, okay, accept that. Then the final glorious mystery. Mary is queen as heaven and earth in heaven. The coronation of Mary is like, okay, I'm out. I'm gone. <laughs> you know, but once you, that's what Catholicism does is it keeps on pushing you. Oof. And it's like, it's like, um, it's like, okay, I, Lord, I can accept you. I can accept you. Even that you died and rose again. Maybe. Okay, the Holy Spirit, I, I've experienced that. I get it. But all of a sudden, you're telling me that these humans, these sinful fallen beings can get into heaven. Yeah. It's like, that doesn't make sense. Why, why are they important? Why not me? No, um, but like, and I think that's what Catholicism keeps doing. And mm. that's what the Lord keeps doing. He keeps pushing you because there's always more to know. And that's why when we stop, it's, it, it's almost sinful. Yeah. So, to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, pay attention. Be mm -hmm. intentional. Don't stop. Uh, people. People. Passion. Mm -hmm. um, Mary is important. Pray the rosary. Pray for your friends. Um, just a few points. Yeah, that was, I was eight. Say, that, that was, was really eight. summarized. That's not really a summary. It is. Okay. Bullet points. Um, get to know God. Don't get to know theology. That's what I'd say. Ooh, yeah. God is not an idea, so don't approach him like one. Ooh, 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 ooh. And we're on fire. Oof. <laughs> is that it? How do Thank we you for listening to mm. this uh, episode of He Bears and She Brews. Nope. She bears a Hebrews. <laughs> <laughs> we will be a lot smoother in future. This was our first episode. Be <laughs> merciful. So uh, please, if you enjoyed this episode, like, share, subscribe, and all the other social media things, and tell your friends and your enemies, because Jesus says love your enemies. Yeah. Amen. Amen. God bless.